Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Herridge here with your daily VRA investing podcast. Not exactly the, the way you want to start the week if you're overwhelmingly bullish. Kind of a mixed bag today. Let's cover that quickly. We've got a lot of important information to share with you today, including um, information we share with our subscribers today, uh, title being the necessary ingredients for a significant decline in the markets has arrived. First of all, Dow Jones today reversing sharply higher gains. I think at one point the Dow was well up over 300 points today. Uh, lost, uh, what is that? 480 points today from the highs, closing down 184 at 29,861. SP 500 also lower on the day, not quite as much, about a half a percent. Russ 2000 was slightly higher, and our winner was NASDAQ up a half a percent at 12,440. In addition to that, again, this is another positive. We had a lot, we had a lot of index uh, new highs today in the, in the world of tech, and we saw the semis today closed up 1.2%. Of course, the biggie, we, we all know what the biggie is, liquidity. Right now, we've got uh, $80 billion in QE that's coming in each and every month. $80 billion in QE from the Fed each and every month. On top of that, we just learned that M1 money supply has now increased yet another $210 billion just in the last in the week, reporting week of November the 23rd to November the 30th, there's about a two-week lag on these reports. So that, if we add to that uh, the uh, the previous total of 500 billion, we now have 700 billion dollars in new M1 money supply. That's just basically liquid wealth in this country, liquid cash, if you will, cash and cash equivalents. M1 money supply this year has increased 64 and a half percent since the beginning of this year. And of course, there is no history of this. It's never happened before. If you look at the chart of it, the money supply is going parabolic. That's just never happened before. You would think that gold and silver and, and miners would be skyrocketing because in a normal world, they, that's what would be happening. This is not a normal world. 2020 has not been a normal year. Uh, so let's take a look real quick under the hood. And what happened today, again, mixed bag here, but we did see some things begin to break down uh, today in the internals. We'll start there. Again, mixed to positive day, actually, but they were negative. Uh, advanced decline was negative for NYSE, just slightly so, uh, but uh, not quite two to one. But far more than that, and up-down volume, we had almost four to one negative volume today, NYSE. That's the, that's the early warning sign, volume. This is why, you know, uh, most of the, the the really good traders, this is the key. They key off of volume. And uh, if you get a 10 to 1 upside day for volume, that's a major buy signal. You get an 8 to a 10 to 1 negative day, well, that's a big, that's, that's a big red, red flag. 4 to 1 negative day, it got our attention. The VIX today also noticed that the VIX today was up 6%, back up to just under 25 now. Even with this move higher we've had in the markets, all-time high after all-time high after all-time high, the VIX still sits at 25. That's, that's typically a warning sign. Uh, NASDAQ was positive across the board. Advanced decline, uh, slightly positive. Up-down volume, positive by 700 million shares. And this is the kicker, and this is the one that just continues to point how, how strong this market has been from a breadth point of view. Uh, today, new 52-week highs, 558 companies hitting new 52-week highs to just 17 hitting new 52-week lows. The average over the last couple of weeks has been between four to 500 companies hitting 52-week highs 
every year, every week. And then, of course, that's liquidity. Federal Reserve, QE, and now explosion in, uh, in money supply. Again, that's all due to the Fed as well. Some stimulus to do with that as well. But uh, bottom line, it tells you you've got a lot of folks that are building cash balances. So maybe the public sees something coming here. But the key is they do have the cash. That's a good thing. Um, okay, so this is what we share with our, with our folks today. I'm just going to run through it point by point with you. We think it's pretty important, or we would have written it. And uh, the title was, again, The Necessary Ingredients for a Significant Decline Have Arrived. What do we mean by significant? A significant short-term decline to us is anything more than 5%. 5% gets your attention if it happens over a couple of days. And we've had a lot of those this year. But it's the big ones that really concern people. We can all... We can take a 5% decline. Heck, we can take a 10% decline. But it's the big declines that take place that just destroy both our soul and our capital. And when you see things like uh, the 90, over 90% of all stocks trading above their 200-day moving average, just know that that almost never happens. That's a very rare event. I think it's happened. Let me just pull the chart up here to make sure I want to get this right because uh, it's not an insignificant point. Since 2008... We have one, two, three. This is now the fifth instance. We'll call it over, over a time frame, right? Uh, we've had five instances, and these last can last anywhere from a week or two, where uh, the indexes trade, uh, 90% of the companies in the indexes trade above their 200-day moving average. And that's where we are now. And again, this is rare air. And it's very classically a sign of trouble to come. Again, when everybody's bullish, the contrarian is, is either selling or hedging or going short. But the one thing a contrarian is not doing is adding two positions. That's a, that's a big mistake a lot of people make is when the markets get extreme overbought, people get really confident. That's when the public tends to come in. The public's always wrong. So as a contrarian, you see these readings. You see the fear, in, the fear and greed index hitting 91 last week. Uh, I think it's 87 today. You see all of the money coming in, ETF flows, right? Again, it doesn't mean the market's got to crash, but it's a warning sign. And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of those warning signs. We're seeing them in the fundamentals. We're seeing in the technicals. We're seeing in, in sentiment, of course. And now we're starting to see it in economics as well because the economy is clearly beginning to slow. Everyone's waiting for a new stimulus program to come. But, folks, we got 7 million people on January the 1st, renters, 7 million renters according to uh, 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 J.P. Morgan today, that could be evicted beginning in January. Now, does the market care about renters? Probably not. The market cares about big money. Let's be honest about it. But these are the things that, uh, that underpin an economy, and you start to see the mood of the country begin to change when they're being evicted by five to seven or more million people. And all of these programs run out. We're not seeing... Uh, any really firm facts come around about a stimulus. Again, more hopes. We've had that for a long time. So these are the things that concern us, the warning signs that we're seeing uh, that are popping up uh, today. So let's go over those with you briefly. I've covered a couple already. Um, again, extreme greed. We're seeing extreme greedy, greed in sentiment in our technical readings and fundamental indicators. The, the PE multiple for the SP500 as we enter this year, into this year, is over 30. Again, Rare air. How rare? It's just never happened before. The highest P we've had at the end of the year has been 22. We're at 30. So that all changes. Earnings start to come back in first quarter and second quarter. Right now, that's, that's a big red flashing sign, especially, again, with everybody bullish, 
and with 90% plus stocks trading above the 200-day moving average. You just can't find a bear. As a contrarian, that's a warning sign. Next up, coronavirus. Now, we spent a lot of time talking about coronavirus back in, 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 in January, February, and March, and of course this entire year. But we really honed on it then because we believed it was basically a PSYOP. We believed that this was a, a, a an event by our planners. And of course, if you're under 70, your risks are insignificant. It's like getting a cold. If you're over 70, the risk, and you have underlying co- comorbidities, the risks become very real, which is why from the beginning, the one thing we should have done is protect the elderly and the vulnerable, the one thing we did not do, pretty much the one thing the world didn't do, to hell with, uh, with our, our elderly that are in nursing homes and uh, retirement homes and then have underlying comorbidities because they are expendable. Look, actions speak louder than words. Those are the actions this country and other countries followed as well. So when you get news like we got today, that from the U.K., Australia, and Scotland – well, Scotland's part of the UK, but uh, southern uh, parts of parts of Great Britain and then Scotland and Australia are warning about a new and more dangerous strain of coronavirus that looks to be breaking out. It, a lot of people have been talking about here. We are moving in lockstep the Rockefeller uh, Foundation model from 2010, and uh, what might follow that? Well, instead of uh, COVID-19, COVID-21. You see stories like this, and it gets you a little concerned. We also know that uh, uh, if you've uh, seen the news today, that both uh, 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 Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio, neither deserve those titles, by the way, but I guess they were elected, so you deserve what you get when you vote for it. They're both saying that they're very close to locking everything down again. And it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out what's going to happen next, because once New York locks down, you'll start to see other dim states Following lockstep, again, there's that word. They'll be right behind them locking down as well. Again, as a shock to the system, that's why the Dow, probably why the Dow was up down 184 today, gave up all its gains, and why the VIX was up 6% today. Uh, what we're looking for is we have an 8 to 1 negative day on volume. Uh, that's what we're looking for. That's the sign that we'll be selling a lot of positions. We've already done some of that. We've got some hedges on as well. Again, because of the concerns we have about stimulus running out and because of election interference issues. Let's talk about that. Now, one more thing I want to talk about with coronavirus is this vaccine. If you listen to our leaders and if you listen to the bulls on Wall Street, and by the way, when they're most bullish is when they're actually selling. You know how that game works. But if you listen to them, the vaccine is a panacea. It's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to solve it all. And maybe it will. We all hope that it will. But if you've also read about this, you know that for the vaccine to work when it comes to herd immunity, which is what we're all trying to get to, is what the vaccines give us a shortcut to, hopefully, it requires that 70% of the population be vaccinated. Otherwise, you don't have enough herd immunity and the, vac- and the virus can con- continue to spread. Assuming the vaccine works, there's no, we have no confidence really in that because we know why. They've barely been tested. We're looking at changing the human genome, possibly. There's a lot of concerns about it. So when you hear reports from around the world that frontline workers have no interest in taking this vaccine, in the Netherlands, for example, 87,000 nurses have already signed a document saying that they will refuse to take what they call the hoax vaccine. 
And we're hearing this from frontline workers and really from people everywhere that have legitimate concerns about this vaccine. Same time, there's probably 20 to 30 percent of the population that can't wait to take theirs. You know what? We, we, we hope and pray the best for them. But a lot of us have no interest in this. Why would you? If you're a healthy person and we know that this vaccine is you recover, 99.7% of the people recover from it, why would you ever take a vaccine that's untested and it could really hurt you, possibly? So uh, again, these are the downside risks to the market that could come as a shock. Not a, not, a, not a black swan event, but a market shock. Maybe not exactly like March, but maybe a kissing cousin to March. Uh, and so uh, we also know, again, again with, with, with the Blasi and Cuomo, these morons uh, running a state that's now being driven into, well, bankruptcy on steroids, that other dim states could follow. And then the one thing we haven't talked about at all today so far that we talk about a lot in this podcast, this fraudulent election, this stolen election that's taking place right before our eyes. If you didn't see the news today, do a little research and find the news to, that, so you can see what happened in Antrim County, Michigan, where they uh, agreed to do a forensics examination of the Dominion software voting system. And guess what they found? This Again, this is just from one county in Michigan. Antrim County found that the error rate was 68%. Anything above one, I believe it's if you have uh, an error, one error in 200,000 ballots, then it's cause for fraud. It's cause for a fraud investigation. In Antrim County, that an error rate of 68%, where only one in 250,000 is, is allowable uh, before you initiate a fraud investigation for a fraudulent election. 68% in Antrim County. Unbelievable, right? Also, this Friday, this is a big day. If you've been following this and you know that the, uh, the 2018 executive order that Trump signed uh, to, uh, to, to make sure we didn't have foreign election interference in our election, well, of course we did. Well, this Friday makes 45 days. 45 days is when the director of national intelligence that's, uh, that's Ratcliffe. He's a staunch Trump supporter. He's a staunch and reliable conservative. He's a staunch patriot is what he is. Um, this, fri- this Friday is the, the latest day that he can deliver his report on the executive order, uh, excuse me, on the uh, foreign election interference. Most people believe that's already been delivered to Trump and the team. That's where they're getting a lot of this information. But you want to stay tuned after the, uh, going into this Friday because anything could happen after that. If this executive order is put into operation, folks, we're talking about the very real potential, the very real potential for martial law, the very real potential that the Interaction Act is brought into place. I, I think we can all agree stock markets around the world are not ready for that reality. So we're not sounding a horn that uh, says you got to sell everything. We're not calling for a crash. But we are saying that if you're a smart money investor, this is a time to be very cautious. At least have some hedges on, you know, have a game plan in case shit goes sideways. And again, for us, that's an eight to one negative day in the internals. That would be the key signal for us. It's what I've been taught to look for my career. And it, it, uh, it, it's what uh, went off in March of this year. Um, <clears throat> so today was also the day for Electoral College to submit their votes. And there's an alternate slate of electoral college uh, in, uh, 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 electors that have been submitted as well. So there's a lot going on this week. 
it's a good week to have your eyes open. Again, the bullish side of this, we know what it is, liquidity, 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 Federal Reserve, quantitative easing, funny money, and uh, of course, the also the $4 trillion in stimulus that we got this year that's really supported this market and this economy to now. But um, we'll be with you every day this week. Join us at VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. See what our, our subscribers experience on a daily basis, often with multiple updates uh, on a daily basis. Okay, um, let's take a look at our commodity watch today. Gold today, uh, uh, 1830, down about $18 an ounce. Silver, uh, down 13 cents an ounce at 23.97. Copper today was unchanged at 352. Uh, oil today up 44 cents a barrel, $47 a barrel. First time in a long time for that, going back to March of this year. That's very good to see. Energy stocks were lower today. Uh, that's a, a bit of a, a change of pace here because energy stocks had been leading the way higher. Uh, their decline today of 3.6% could be pointing to a move lower. Bitcoin today also uh, just slightly higher, $19 a Bitcoin, uh, $19,178 right now. And finally for today, our sector watch uh, of our 11 S&P 500 sectors, nine finished lower today. Again, led by energy down 3.6%. Materials down 1.3%, industrials down 1.2%. Uh, on uh, the upside today, surprise, surprise, technology up four tenths of one percent, and consumer discretionary also had a good day today, up four tenths of one percent. Folks, as always, we appreciate your listening. Thank you for your feedback. We look forward to seeing you seeing you back here again tomorrow after the close.